0: Sometimes it feels like a circus, and it really is a big balancing act. Welcome into another episode of the podcast. Happy to have you here. Welcome into another episode of the BA $100,000 Haircutter Podcast. I'm Ivan Zoot, and I am happy to have you here for this season number 11, episode number 19. We just keep podcasting along. In our continuing conversation, helping you to be and to stay a $100,000 haircutter podcast or $1,000 haircutter here on the podcast. That was easy for me to say, tripped on it a little. But anyways, here we are. And this week is the first of a two-part series on work-life balance and productivity. And the reason we're talking about it this time out is because I have just come off a rather unusual gig for me, a little unique. I was brought in to speak on work-life balance and productivity for a large organization outside of the Beauty and Barber business. I have been focusing a little bit of time and energy on conversations in our industry that are transferable, that are relatable to the people in our business, but are also highly, highly relatable to people in other businesses and industries because some of these things are so important Some of them, quite frankly, are really fun to talk about, and most importantly, when I share some of this information, the results are really, really rewarding to see people uh, improve their circumstances, improve their lives and situations using the information that I am um, privileged enough to be able to share. So uh, we're importing this from outside our industry by way of me and our industry, work-life balance. I think it's important to start off by understanding that anytime we ever talk about work-life balance, we are never intending to talk about working more. Work-life balance is always going to be a conversation about getting the balance right, which means more time for the non-work stuff, more time to be uh, more conscious of taking the time to do the things we want to do that are not uh, work related. And I think it's important when we recognize we want to talk about work life balance to acknowledge that kind of we're not really good at it all the time. Kind of we're not really good at uh, doing this. Our attention and our focus, uh, especially in the world of technology, you know, the ability to work 24 hours a day is a blessing and a gift and the ability to not work 24 hours a day, to put the technology aside. You know, when I talk so much about online booking and booking apps and the idea that you shouldn't be answering your phone outside of business hours, and that's where the booking app takes over and that's where the booking app delivers work-life balance. Uh, So it's important to recognize we're not really good at it. It's important to recognize some of our technology has made this really, really hard to do well. It's also important, I think, to recognize from the outset that there's a level of community responsibility in this. You can't go it alone. Uh, So many things in life are easier when there are other people helping you. Um, You can't paddle the canoe by yourself. You You need somebody else in the canoe paddling along with you. So community responsibility, whether that community is your immediate coworkers, whether it is your family, especially if you're a solopreneur, if you're doing this alone, um, your community is your family, your community is your clients. Your clients have a role, a responsibility, and some input in your work-life balance in terms of their not only understanding of your need for it, but in their willingness to support it so you can be the best you for them. It all works together, community responsibility. And lastly, uh, in the overview kind of stuff we want to talk about as we head into work-life balance is the notion, you got to act on this. It's one thing to listen to it in a podcast. It's another thing to talk about it with your support community, but then you got to pull the trigger. As an example, if we're talking about respecting your schedule, and we'll get to that in just a minute, you have to start by respecting your schedule and expecting that respect Uh, from others as it relates to your schedule. So the meat of this presentation or this podcast is going to be my top five tips for establishing, nurturing, supporting, building, growing, and encouraging good work-life balance. Right back after the break. The BA $100,000 Haircutter book, that I've written, that so many copies have been enjoyed by Beauty and Barber professionals out there, is not divided up into chapters. It's one idea a day, every single day, for 365 days. But it's your daily motivational, and as a result, there's a lot of stuff in that book that addresses the notion of work-life balance. So if you want to dig deep and you need that daily support, I think my BA $100,000 Haircutter book, and there's a link for it in the podcast description, could be, would be, might be, a very, very good place to start in your support in this important endeavor. Let's get back to the podcast and the top five tips. All right, welcome back into the conversation. I wanna share my top five tips for working on building and establishing a better, higher, greater level of work-life balance in the beauty and barber business. I've got five here, and number one is so important, it's number one but there's also elements of number one in number four and number five. Number one, establishing boundaries. You've got eight hours a day for work. I don't think you should work more than that. In the ninth, 10th, and 11 hour, you are no fun and no good, and we don't like you. Eight hours of work, you've got eight hours for sleep. You need to get your eight. I get my eight, I'm pretty protective of those eight. I set those boundaries and I hold to it. I know there are people listening to me that are working on five and they think it's enough. I know there are people working on five and they know it's not enough. Uh, You know, there's a lot of research out there about how important sleep is. Real, restful, recuperative sleep. Not sleep that is driven by consuming alcohol or Ambien or a melatonin, but real uh, sleep that allows your brain to do the work. Uh, Sleep is thought of as being highly active. It's not a passive involvement for you. Uh, Your brain is working. Your brain is categorizing, sorting, and storing information and data for later memory recall. Better sleep equals better memory It makes you smarter. Uh, There's also research out there that describes the process of sleep as cleansing in sort of squeegeeing the film off the window of your brain to clean up and freshen up and brighten up your thinking on the back end. So sleep, that second eight hours, and third, eight hours of play, eight hours of recreation, eight hours of other. Other meaning it isn't work and it isn't sleep. And I'm not telling you what to do with the eight, but I'm telling you, you need the eight. You know, go for a hike in the woods, play the guitar, go to church, play with your kids, have a hobby, go to the gym. There's many things to be doing in those eight, but you need to be doing them. And when I quiz people about which eight do you think are the most important? Is it the eight hours of work? The eight hours of sleep or the eight hours of play? Which eight hours makes you better at your job? My friends, it's not the work. And if you're not getting enough sleep, it might feel like it should be the sleep. But the eight hours of play are the eight hours that really are most valuable to you in terms of who you are as a human and are you the kind of human other humans wanna spend time with. If all you know how to talk about, if all you ever do is cut hair, if you know nothing about anything but cutting hair, I probably don't wanna talk to you and sit in your hair chair because you're not the kind of human I wanna spend time with. Those other eight hours are what makes you truly human. Establish these boundaries and respect them. When I say respect the boundaries, work the eight. Be on time, stay the full shift, don't leave early. Put in that solid eight. And when you've done that, get your sleep and get your play and do the other things that are important in your life and hold as rigidly to those timings as you do to the timing for work. Number two on the list, ask for help. I alluded to this earlier. You're not doing it alone. You're gonna need help. You're gonna to need to move up, down, and sideways within your personal organizational chart. If you're part of a large organization, you have a boss, and you may be a boss. There are people above and below you in the system who are there to help you in one way or another. Even if you are a solopreneur, this then responsibility falls to family. It falls to clients. It falls to those people that are your mentors and your brain trust. There are people above and below you within your world who can be engaged and enlisted and charged with the responsibility to help you when you need it. You can't go it alone. You are not an island. You are not independent. You are not a solo entity. Everybody has people that rely on them and people that they rely on. And look to that circle and be comfortable. Create a situation when it's okay to be asking for help And by the same token, you should be in a situation with others in which it is okay to be asked to help them. And you should jump at the chance to help others. And others will be jumping at the chance to help you. But don't go it alone. Number three on the list for work-life balance is what we call self-care. Self-care is a big category of taking care of you. The expression I use in our business has always been you can't take care of them if you don't take care of you. If you are run down and tired and anxious and uncomfortable, how are you gonna be looking after the needs, the comfort and the happiness of others? And that's essentially what we do in this business. We look after and care for others. So in the self-care category is things like proper diet, eating well, sleep, we talked about in boundaries, hydration, Making sure you treat your work like a workout and be hydrated. Um, you know, uh, diet soda is better than nothing. Water's better than diet soda. Water's better than coffee. Coffee's better than nothing. And avoid as much caffeine as you can. You might want some, but let's not overdo it and let's not develop a dependency there. Uh, fitness and working out and being in good physical condition for the standing and moving and bending and stretching and reaching. the the action that is part of cutting hair on a daily basis because it is an active game. You can't take care of them if you don't take care of you. Number four on the list, and one that many find to be a really big challenge, but when they learn how to do this well, it is extraordinarily empowering. Number four on the list of self-care and uh, work-life balance tips is saying no. Learning how to say no being good at saying no, saying no when it is necessary, saying no when you should, and meaning it. Will you come in early for a client? No. Will you stay late for a client? No. Will you sell your lunch spot? No. I got an appointment for myself, can I bring a friend and double up? No. No, 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 no. You cannot do and be and give beyond a certain point and expect to maintain your health, physically, your health, mentally, your sanity. And your ability to continue on in a healthy way in the business. And last on the list, number five is organization. Becoming better organized. There are so many tips and tricks and tools and calendar organizers and systems. And in the category of organization, it's important to acknowledge the only bad system for organization is a system that you do not use. A very expensive digital organizing device is a wonderful piece of technology if you use it and it's just a waste of money if you don't. So any system, however digital, however analog, however manual, however newfangled, and however old school, any system of organization that you will use that will enhance your level of organization is a good system. We're not offering any bias towards any particular tools or platforms here. The expression with regards to organization is, it is better to be a fire marshal than a firefighter. The firefighter is in a hurry to put out the fire. The fire marshal walks around slowly, preventing fires from ever breaking out. I think that analogy is fabulous for where we hope to achieve that level of organization to help us establish a better level of work-life balance. I look forward to comments and conversation on this. I'd love to be able to help you. This is a perfect opportunity to reach out for one-on-one coaching, either independently or as part of my $100,000 Haircutter Academy. The link is in the podcast description for that, of course. And we'll be back next week with another podcast in the second half of this in which we talk about addressing ways to enhance our productivity. Productivity doesn't mean cutting hair faster. It means a greater return on investment for our time, efforts, and energies. It means higher quality of what we do. And of course, if we're doing more and better in enhancing our productivity, it will lead to an enhancement in our work-life balance. I'm Ivan Zoot. I'm super happy to have had you here for the podcast. I look forward to having you here again every Sunday, 2 p.m. The next episode goes live. Thanks for tuning in and have a great day.